Alrighty. And two, I didn't mention it earlier, but today, right after the service, we will have communion. Uh, I do communion to give praise and to just, it's a memorial to Jesus Christ for what he did for us on that cross. And I like to do it on the first Sunday of every month so that we don't forget about it. Sometimes things get busy and starts getting everything, you know, getting just busy and you just forget. Well, on the first Sunday of every month, I've set aside on my calendar for communion so that we do not forget about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I don't think we could forget about Him, but sometimes we just don't think about Him like we should. And uh, today I want to bring y'all a message. It's not a long message or anything, but I've entitled The Blessings of God. You know, God has placed blessings in our life. You know, we did a song up here, Standing on the Promises of God. How many of you got certain promises out of God's Word that you stand on? When something comes up, there's a problem, a situation comes up, that verse you go to. You know, God's made us some great and wonderful promises in the Bible. He's promised us things that we don't even think about, that we don't claim. And sometimes we go through things that we don't have to go through. God said, hey, did I not make you a promise on that? How come you're not reminding me and asking me to fulfill that promise in your life? Now, God has made us promises before the foundation. I'll show it to you in a minute. But God has made promises, some of us, before the foundation of the world. He knew that you were going to be here. He knew that you were going to go through things. So God has put promises in His Word for us to stand on, to claim that He said, I will get you through whatever you're going through. And sometimes we forget about it. We forget to pray. We forget to ask God to, uh, God, I want to remind you of a promise you made. And God likes that. He said, well, good, remind me. Because God sees you're reading His Word, you're in His Word, and that just just goes all through God, I want to do something for him. I want to do something for him. I want to help him. And uh, whether we realize it or not, we as God's people, we are blessed of God. We're blessed already. And the Bible's full of scripture telling us how we are blessed and how Jesus had paid the why are we blessed? Because Jesus Christ paid the full price for everything that you would ever need and even on into eternity. He, Jesus fulfilled everything, every promise that God made. Jesus is there to bring them to pass. Uh, and yet so many of us Christians, we don't realize the blessings that God has for us. We go through things. We go through situations that we don't have to. April, can I tell them something about what we did Friday? April's been going through some things there at school. Well, she asked me if I could come up to her school, anoint her classroom, and bless it. I did. I went up there Friday, met with April. We went into her classroom. I took my anointing oil with me. I blessed the door where they walk in and everything. And when they pass through that door, they're passing through God's blessings. We prayed over that room. She's got some very unruly students that is really causing her a lot of problems. 
We're praying that when they walk through that door, something is going to happen. They're going to calm down. They're going to listen to her. She's trying to deal with unruly kids plus teach a class. So we just decided, she decided, that she just wanted to put it in God's hands. She said, I've done all I can do. Now I'm trusting in God to take care of this situation. And I believe he's going to do it. I believe he's going to do it. But I went up there, I met with her, and prayed over that room. Prayed for God's peace, for his touch upon those kids. When they walk through that door, they don't want, they don't understand because they're first graders. But something is going to happen. They're going to feel something that they've never felt before. God's going to put a peace into them to calm them down. You know, it says that God can give us a peace that passes all understanding. Only as He can give and not as what the world can give. Well, that's what we pray, that God's peace and His would come upon these kids. They were not understanding it right now. But they would all calm down so April can do her job with all the kids in there and not just have to deal with a few of them. So I am believing and I'm waiting for April to tell me God showed up. You know, when we need God, God shows up. God shows up when we need Him. And, uh, but so many of us, we don't realize the blessings that God has already given us. We don't. We don't think about them. Uh, you know, instead of many, how many of you have just gone and sat there and, oh, God, please bless I'm begging for God to bless you. You know, instead of begging God to bless us, what we need to do is be thanking Him for what He has already done. Every one of you in here can be a witness as to what God's done, how He has blessed you, how He has brought you out of situations, how you know it was God. But then after a little period of time, how many of you still go back thanking God for that? How many of you still remember what God did? God's still working. God says, I am the same today, yesterday, and today. I change not. My blessings that I give yesterday are still in effect today. I have not changed. My blessings have not changed. I think God is saying, if y'all could realize how much I love you and all I went through to save you, you would know that how strong and how powerful my blessings are on your life. God knew what Jesus was going to go through. But Jesus said, no, Father, I'll go through it. Well, we, we do a song. He could have called 10,000 angels to take him off of that cross, but he didn't do it. He said, God, my Father, you sent me to do a job. I am going to complete it. I'm going to do it. And these people are going to be blessed people if they will receive and believe in these blessings. And that's what we have to do. We have to believe and then receive. Too many of us doubt God's Word and what He is saying. You know, and I've, I've said it a number of times. Go over in the book of James. He said, He who doubts, let him not think he shall receive anything. God wants faith. Matter of fact, God says, for without faith, you cannot please me. We must believe he is who he says he is, and that he will do what he says he'll do, and not doubt it. But stand on the promises of God, and believe them in all your heart, 
Don't doubt him because you're going to have an enemy that's going to come before you. The minute you accept that promise, you're going to have that enemy come to you. Have you ever one of you done it? You think God loves you enough. Look at your life. Look at what you've done. Look at where you've been. Well, God says, I don't care where you've been, what you've done. If you will come to me and ask for forgiveness, I'll forgive you and I'll change your life. You won't be that same person that you used to be. And some of you have been through that. I know you have. I know you. And God's still changing lives. God has not quit changing our lives. But we have to have faith. We have to believe. They said, you know, the disciples asked a question. They said, ask Jesus. said, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? He said, to love your Lord God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Can you do that? Do you do that? Do you have doubts about what God can do? Remember what the Bible says, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. Sometimes we come against storms in our life. Instead of us running to God, oh God, look what I'm going through. Why don't we just go to that storm and say, hey, storm, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you what my God's going to do. We don't do that. And we should be confessing our God to the storm, to the situation, who our God is, what our God's capable of doing, what our God will do, what our God is going to do. See, that's what God wants us to do. That's showing faith. That's showing you're trusting and you're believing in Him. And that's what God wants. I said that we have to, you know, believe Him. But, you know, it's, but instead of us, you know, Begging God to bless us, we need to be thanking Him for what He has already done. But many of us have already forgotten. That ought to be something when God does something, that ought to be stuck right there. Or right here would be better. And when something rises up, say, God, I remember when you did this. Well, you bless me, Lord, and I know you're going to do it again. Your word says you are not a respecter of person, but what you do for one, you'll do for everyone. And He'll do it for you. He'll do it again. He's blessed you. He's going to do it again. God doesn't get tired of blessing His people. He wants to bless you. And uh, But we are so blessed. You know, we should be thinking about what the Bible says about who we are, who we belong to, and the blessings that are already on us. God's already put blessings on us. Ephesians. I want to read you Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now listen to what this says. It's powerful and it should touch you. It says, Now unto him, God, that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that we can ask. He's ready to do more than what we ask. He's ready to bless us abundantly. And he says, we he can bless us more according to excuse me, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. What power works in you? What power works in you? Faith. Most of all, it's the Holy Spirit. And that is the very Spirit of God Himself. That day you said yes to Jesus Christ. You said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. Please forgive me and come into my life. God says, you're forgiven. I'm going to fill your life. And at that moment, God placed the Holy Spirit into you. 
that Holy Spirit is to walk with you, to guide you, to comfort you, to help you through situations. Sometimes you ever hear a little small voice? Sometimes it says, uh-oh, you messed up. You know, you did something, you know you shouldn't have done it. It's the Holy Spirit. Reminding, uh-oh, wait a minute, just slow down. You're doing things you shouldn't do. It's time for you to come confess that sin to God. If we were, if we were, 1 John 1, 9, if we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and then to cleanse us from all sin. God put that scripture in the Bible for each one of us. He knew we were flesh. He knew we were going to come have temptations in our life. He knew Satan was going to come against us. He said, but when you mess up, don't just keep going. Stop and let me forgive you and bless you. God knows what we're going through. He knows we have an enemy that's going to come against us. But you know, God is so much stronger than any enemy that we've got. He's waiting for us to come. Say, Lord, I need you to touch me. I need you to bless me. I need you to forgive me. Well, but maybe I was forgiven a couple times already. So, Peter asked something. He said, Lord, when somebody sins, should I forgive them seven times? Jesus looked at Peter. I can just see Jesus now. Peter, Peter, Peter. No. You bless them. You forgive them 70 times seven. In other words, you forgive them as often as they come to you, meaning it. And that's what Jesus does. That's Jesus' own words. You forgive them 70 times seven or as often as they come to you. You don't forgive them one time. Flesh is weak. And we've all got it. Every one of us. We are vulnerable to temptation. Do y'all realize Satan knows everything that, that you can be tempted of? He knows what you can be tempted of. He knows how to tempt you. He knows the thing. He knows your weakest point. And that's why he comes against you. But what you need to do is your strongest point should be God. To combat Satan. Satan is no match for God. He never will be. He never was. But he said, I want to forgive you. I don't want you to go through life. Many people are going through life right now, not knowing Christ because they don't think he'll forgive them. I've been I've done too much. I've been through too much. My life has literally been in the pits of all the things I've ever done. God says, that's in the past. But have you forgotten I, what I did for you on the cross? I took care of all of that. It's gone. All you do is come to me. Say, Lord, I have sinned. Forgive me. You're forgiven. That sin is gone. You're free. The chains of sin have been broken. You're a free person. But we have to come to God and ask you. I want to look at several scriptures here about what have I got? One, two, I think about six scriptures and they're short, but I want to I just want to read these two. It's God's blessings that we probably don't even think about. 
and we don't tell them how many times you've read them. But you read over them, and it doesn't go here. It goes, oh, he can't be talking to me. I've done too much. I know he's not talking to me. He can never forgive me. God can forgive anything because he loves you. First scripture I want to look at is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. Listen to what Jesus is saying. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this. Who has blessed us? Who has already blessed us? This is past tense. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He's already blessed you. He's already put them on you. With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose Him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him. You were chosen before the foundations of the earth. God knew you were going to be sitting right here today. He knew everything that you've done, what you're going to do. But God says, I'm here right now. You've been blessed before the foundations of the earth. Call upon me. Call upon me. I'll take all the sins away. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Christ, we get this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law. It says, having become a curse for us, he became a, Jesus became a curse for us. He took our place. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. The tree was the cross. Cursed. Jesus took our curse. See, it should have been us hanging on that cross, not Jesus. But Jesus took our place. He took our curse upon himself. that the blessings of Abraham might come up on the Gentiles. You are the Gentiles. The Jewish people considered a Gentile anybody that was not a Jew. If you were not Jewish, then you were a Gentile. To come up on us. You know, we were grafted in. When the, when the Israelites wouldn't believe in and worship God and believe in Jesus, the Gentiles did. And Jesus grafted us in. And made, he says, for now there is no difference in his sight and his heart between the Jew and the Gentile. I see you all the same. God sees you. He has blessed you. He sees you. He loves you. And he has put his blessings upon you if we would just receive them and accept them. Psalms, chapter 5, verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteousness, bless the righteous with your favor. You want to be under the favor of God? Favor? What is favor? Favor where God overlooks things. It's where God blesses you with things you've done. But you know, Favor is also, you know what what favor is? Favor is God's grace. Favor, 
Matter of fact, it says grace is the unmerited favor, the unearned favor of God on his people. You didn't do nothing to earn it. You couldn't work hard enough. It was through faith and your repentance that God's grace and favor was placed upon you. You can't work hard enough. Jesus did everything for you. Everything. 1 John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. I kind of see him putting this. I like to say instead of whatsoever, whosoever is born of God. How do you, what's born of God? What is born of God? That's when you're born again. You were born fresh. When you come to God and receive God, you start out with you are born again. You become a new born child of God. You're born again. Second birth. You are born again. It says the overcomes the world. Anyway, God, when we receive God's blessings are upon us. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It's God and His blessings upon us. Now I'm going to read one here. Now this is from the Old Testament, and it's strong. In fact, this is from God Himself. Deuteronomy. Chapter 28, verse 1 through 8. He is telling the Israelites, Listen to me, do what I have instructed, and I will bless you beyond all your imagination. But you've got to be obedient to me. Listen to what God tells them. And you know, this, this filters right on down to us today. God still wants obedience. Did God not say, I had rather have your obedience than sacrifice? I want you to be obedient. I'd much rather have you obedient to me, worshiping me, trusting me, faith in me, than a sacrifice. Deuteronomy 1 through 8. And it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today. Moses was given the, the commandments that God wanted us to follow. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on this earth. God's going to look at you different from anybody else. It's kind of like it says for, for uh, Israel is the apple of God's eye. God chose Israel. Israel didn't choose God. And God is still with Israel today, blessing them tremendously. What's going on over there today? Israel is going to be victorious. I'm going to tell you that right now. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right now. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall... And he's telling you the blessings that are going to come upon them. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake. You can't even run fast enough to get away from God's blessings. They shall overtake you because you obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. These are the blessings. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. If you work in the city, you're going to have blessings on your job. God's going to bless you. 
with all things. And in the country, he's going to bless your crops. He's going to bless your cattle. He's going to bless everything. And people are going to look around. How come you're receiving all this stuff and I'm not getting nothing? I serve an almighty God. I serve an almighty God. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. What in the world? Your children. Fruit of your body is your children. I'm going to bless your children. My hand's going to be up on them. That hedge of protection is going to be all around them. I am watching over your children when you do what I command you to do. And the produce of your ground, your crops, are going to be in abundance. It's going to, it's going to fulfill everything. You're going to have enough crop to sell, to make money, to crops, to feed your family, and everything. So I'm going to bless your crops. I'm going to bless, I'm going to bless what you do. And the increase of your herds, your cattle, you're going to have so many cattle that you're not going to know what to do. I'm going to make you a rich. Look at Job. Look at all that God blessed Job with. He's talking about, I'm going to bless you. Maybe some of it's not like that, but we have blessings that come at just the right. How many of you had blessings come at just the right time? At just that moment, you needed them to happen. Well, it's God. He knows what you need. And he says, uh, I, uh, and the produce of your ground, the increase of your herd, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. He says, you're not going to be able to count them. You're going to have so much. Herds and livestock, sheep and goats and cattle and donkeys. Back then, donkey was a prime uh, livestock too. He says, you're going to have more than enough. He's going to bless you abundantly. More than you can ask. What did we read one ago? I will bless you abundantly more than you can thank or ask. And he does. He does. And right here, it said, Blessed shall be the ba your basket and your kneading bowl, your food. Your basket, your fruits, your, your bread, and everything. You're going to have more than enough even to share with your neighbors if you need to. I'm going to bless you. And blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. When you come into your house, you're going to be blessed. When you walk out of your house, God's blessings are still going to go with you. His blessings follow you wherever you go. We have to realize God is spirit. God can be everywhere. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent, which means he can be everywhere at one time. How's he do it? The Holy Spirit living in you. That is the Spirit of God. God is with you wherever you go, whatever you do. Remember that. God is with you. And here, I like this one. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. Before your face, you're going to see God defeat the enemy. Those people that come against you, those people who have slandered your name, who have, who have just said all kinds of things about you, they're going to repent, and they're going to tell you right to your face, I'm sorry we did this. I shouldn't have gossiped about you. You know, the Bible tells us not to gossip. Gossip is one of the worst things that a church can do. 
because of hurt feelings and the things that sometimes we say things that, well I heard that but you don't know the best thing to do is just not say nothing let God handle it God will take care of it he says I will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face they shall come out against you one way and they shall flee from you seven ways they're going to come at you in one direction to gang up on you but when God steps in they're going to scatter in every direction to get away from God because they see God's protection on you and they don't want to deal with God but God says I'm going to bless you be diligent unto me heed my word and do what my commandments tell you to do and here in the last one he said the the Lord will command blessing. God will command to order blessings on you and in your storehouses. Your food houses, your food, you always want to have food. Into which all you set, or onto which all you set your hand. Whatever you do, God's going to bless. When you walk with God, He's going to bless it. It's not going to fail. God is going to bless it. A business, God will bless it. Maybe you've got a business. Mark, he's got a plumbing business. God has blessed him greatly in his business. All kinds of plumbing places all around, but God has blessed Mark. God wants to bless us. And God puts this thing in people's spirit and in their hearts. Who to call when you need help? Call a man of God. Somebody you can trust. For God will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. Now he's talking about this. When you get into your blessed land, I will bless you beyond your highest dreams. You know, many of us are still blessed today beyond what we can even imagine. We look around. We see our families. We see how they're blessed. We see how healthy they are and everything else, you know, that we, that we see God's hand in it. How many of us stop and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for blessing my family. Thank you for all that you have blessed me with. Thank you for everything that you have done. Many of us don't stop and take that time to thank God. You know, it's just like today. I wanted to thank Curtis and David both personally. Let them know how much I thank them for what they did for me. Well, God wants us also to thank Him for what He's done for us. I want to make sure they understood and knew how much I appreciate it. Well, God's the same way. He wants us to appreciate what He does. The more we appreciate it, the more faith we have, the more God does, the more He does. And this psalm's here. I, I use it a lot because it means a lot to me. It's Psalms 103, verse 2 through 4. This is the psalmist blessing God for all that he's done for him. And Lord David wrote the Psalms. They said, Psalms 103, 2, 4. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. What is your soul? What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's everything in you. And that's how we're to bless God, with everything in us. And we're not to hold back anything. So, well, I don't know. I don't know if, if, 
if God thinks I'm being too nice. He knows how I am. No. You, you bless and you praise God with what is in your heart. God does not look on the outside of man. God looks on the heart. He looks and sees if you're real. And the heart shows everything. He can look on the outer side. You know, we can put on shows, can't we? But what you really feel in your heart is you. It's real. And that's what God sees. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. How many of us think about the benefits that we have in serving God? What's he done for you? How has he blessed you? Sometimes we just need to stop. Take, a, take just a little bit of time. And just sit there and just meditate and say, Lord, I remember when you did this. Lord, I remember how you blessed it. Oh, Lord, I don't know if I ever thanked you or not. But, Lord, I want to come before you and just praise you and thank you for everything you have done. And, Lord, I know you're not through yet because I am your child. And I know you're still going to continue to bless me. And he is. And forget not all of his benefits. Okay, let's just look at a couple of his benefits. Each one of you here probably experienced them. How many of you have thought about them? Who forgives all your iniquities or your sins? Only God can do that. Man can't do it. I can't come down here and stand and let Curtis come before me and say, Okay, I forgive you your sins. I can't do that. God has to forgive you. I can't. I can't, I can't accept Jesus for Curtis. He has to do it. You've got a free will. God doesn't force you to do anything. You have to do it from your heart. Because you want to do it. Is it who forgives all your, your iniquities or your sins? Who heals all your diseases? There is not a disease that God cannot heal. Nothing. Do you have faith in calling on God when you're going through something? Do you believe that God can heal you? Are you trusting God to heal you? What did I say a while ago? God says, we must have faith in Him in order to please Him. We must believe He is God, and we must diligently seek Him, all your mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Come to Him, believing, not doubting, and ask God for what you need. Now, I know God already knows what you need before you ask Him. But you know, Sometimes, when we're in need, that's the only time we spend with God. That's the only time we spend with Him. That's why I like to get up early. Sometimes I'll get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Go in the living room, get in my recliner, and I'll just have my time with God. I'll praise Him. I thank Him. Give Him praise with God. I thank You for all You've done. Lord, I thank You for my church. Lord, thank You for those people that are there. Lord, thank You for blessing them. Lord, I just ask You if You would just continue to fill that church. Lord, that that You may be worshipped and You may be praised. Because, Lord, I see what You've done. I know what You can do. And I know, Lord, it's going to be in Your time because Your time is perfect. It's not my time. I'd want it right now, right this very minute. They'd have to... Let them kick those doors in. Come in. But God's going to bring them in one, two, three at a time, maybe what? But those that come in are going to be hungry for God. 
They don't want God. Sometimes we've been here long enough and we kind of get lackadaisical, you say, and we don't praise God like we should. We don't thank Him for the things we should thank Him. We forget about the things He's done for us. Always be thankful because it's only God that's doing it, not man. God does it through man to benefit you a lot of times, but it's God still doing it. It says, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. What in the world? How did he ever redeem me from destruction? Think about it. When you said yes to God and yes to Jesus Christ, he removed you and gave you eternal life and he removed you from the pit of hell, from destruction. When you, when you accepted Jesus Christ, you become a new creation. In Jesus. The old you died and you become a brand new person. You're a new person. That day you said yes to Jesus, your old spirit, your old life body, your old life is gone. Now you're a new creation. All the old things in your life have passed away. Now everything has become new. God has removed your sin and now God has poured his blessings out upon you. I mean, you're thanking God that you're a new creation. You're not, you're not who you used to be. No. We are a blessed people. It's time for us as believers in Christ to start believing these things we just read and confessing them in faith. Confess them to God. God, I believe every word that's in your word, in your Bible. I've confessed it. I'm standing on it. My faith is in you, and I'm trusting in you to fulfill all the needs that's in my life, and I ask Him for your blessings. I ask for your blessings upon my family, upon my children. You see, God hears all this. He hears them. And, you know, I like to set a, set, set a time aside sometime daily to read and meditate on, the, on, the ver- on these verses. I don't know how many times I've read these verses. But I thank them. I get to thinking, God, you've done so much of this in my life. God, I want to thank you. I, I, I don't know if I ever thought, took time to thank you for it. If you took time to thank God for the way he's blessed you and what he's doing in your life? You know, Jesus told us to think about... What did you, Jesus told us in Scripture to think about the birds and how God feeds them and takes care of them. And then he said, but think about how much more you mean to him than the birds. He's going to take care of you. He's going to walk with you. And he's going to bless you. Jesus loves you. He gave himself for you. Just put that in your heart, how much Jesus loves you. And everything he's done. And begin to praise and thank God for all he has already done. You sit there and you think about what he has already done. And there's so much more he wants to do. He wants to do you. He wants to bless you more and more. And he's going to do more when he sees your faith and your trust in him. Faith and trust in God is what moves God into action on your behalf. I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to come up. You know, if you've got something going on in your life that you would like to have prayer with or you're going through something, 
I'm going to be down front. We're not going to be here very long. And uh, I want to pray with you. And then we're going to do communion. We're going to thank God. We're going to just give him. Communion is we're doing a memorial to Jesus Christ for what he did on that cross for us. He took our place on that cross. He did it because he loves us. Like it should have been us there, not him. But he chose to take our sins, the sins of the whole world, upon himself. So we wouldn't have to. So we wouldn't have to go through what he went through. So I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to play. And uh, I'm going to be down front for a few minutes. And if, you, if you need a prayer, or you just want to pray, or you've got something going on, please come. I'll let God touch you.